Welcome to Corvette Today, the podcast that talks about everything Corvette with your host, Steve Garrett, MC and DJ at one of the largest Corvette weekends in the country, Corvette Fun Fest, president of the Corvette Club of Kansas City, Missouri, and radio disc jockey at the number one radio station in Kansas City for over 40 years. Here's Steve Garrett. Hey, thanks for listening to Corvette Today, the podcast that talks about everything Corvette. I'm your host, Steve Garrett. I appreciate you tuning in. You can listen to Corvette Today on all podcast platforms like iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Anchor.fm, Pandora, Stitcher, Audible, and many more. You can also listen on your smart device. Just say Alexa or Hey Google, play the podcast called Corvette Today, and you're connected. Also, visit the Corvette Today website. It's corvettetodaypodcast.com. You can also sign up for Corvette Today notifications, updates, and information at corvettetoday.ck.page. And don't forget, join the Corvette Today Facebook group. We have over 2,300 members, and I'd love to have you as a member as well. First, I'd like to thank our flagship sponsors of Corvette Today, midenginecorvetteforum.com. If you'd like to join a new vibrant forum that focuses on the new mid-engine C8 Corvette, it's free to join this friendly community. You'll meet a lot of fellow Corvette enthusiasts like yourself at midenginecorvetteforum.com. Also, a new flagship sponsor of Corvette Today is CTR America. They're the OE supplier for chassis components for the C6 through C8 Corvette. CTR America also provides various aftermarket products like suspension and steering parts. They work with customers that have their own specs, unique designs, and requirements. The CTR Enhanced R&D process provides cutting-edge solutions, superior quality, and lightweight yet functional products, including EV products. CTR has brought to the aftermarket the same know-how developed as an OEM supplier. Visit the CTR America website and learn more at aftermarket.ctr.co.kr. Another new flagship sponsor of Corvette today is E-Tech. E-Tech is the expert and leader in custom flooring. Whether it's your garage floor, basement, patio, or front steps of your home, or a professional workplace, E-Tech is four times stronger than epoxy and comes with a 15-year warranty. There are hundreds of different patterns to choose from, and installation is completed in one day. You can walk on your floor in 24 hours. Call for a free estimate at 913-745-3732 or visit etechcustomcoatings.com. 913-745-3732 or etechcustomcoatings.com. I have my garage floor done with E-Tech and absolutely love it, and I know you'll love yours. You can see the pictures of it on my blog at CorvetteTodayPodcast.com. Also, a shout-out to CanadianCorvetteForum.com, welcoming Corvette owners from around the world. Keith Cornett from Corvette Blogger is here today to give you the latest news and headlines in the world of Corvette. Keith is here twice per month, every other week, to keep you up to date on what's going on. Keith, welcome back to Corvette today. Keith, springtime is here, and I'm real excited about getting the car out, and I'm real excited because Corvette today is approaching its one-year anniversary. Well, you know, milestones are important for any organization, but this has been a lot of fun, Steve. You brought us some great stories from the people, both on the Corvette team, as well as related to our hobby, from auctions to upgrading your cars. It's been a fun trip with you, that's for sure. Well, thank you, and I appreciate you being on that trip, Keith. It's been a definite labor of love, and I hope to keep this going for many years to come. Yes, sir, absolutely. Let's get right into it, buddy. Let's start with news on Corvette. Let's get an update on production over at the Bowling Green plant. Well, sure. We're checking out the latest numbers. Of course, this airs on Monday, and our numbers are through last Thursday. 
the plant had closed that first week of March. And since then, we've gotten nearly four complete weeks of production. And those guys are really moving some cars down there. We find that the average is about 182 per day over the last four weeks. Wow. They just closed out with number 9356. So by next week, they'll have Monday off for Easter Monday. But then next week, they should cross that VIN 10,000 for uh, the 2021 Corvettes. That's awesome. That's good to hear. I'm glad they're cranking things out over there. Yeah, it's been obviously a concern with what we've seen. The shutdowns previously, obviously, there's concern in the marketplace over the chip shortage. I just read that they're going to be idling Ford F-150s again. But for Corvettes, they prioritized it. It looks like they're making it happen. Well, that's good to see and good to hear. Also, GM has suspended Chevy dealers from submitting any more 2021 sold orders for Corvette. Explain exactly what that is, Keith. Well, this is really in response to those previous downtimes that we had earlier this year. We lost three weeks of production. There's been a couple other days where production's fallen. So the team doesn't want to get into a situation where, like the 2020s, where they had all these customers with orders and then the expectations were they're not going to get their cars and then you have those people being upset about it. Also, we think that there is going to be a pricing increase for 2022 and they don't want to get into another situation where they feel like they have to price protect. So what they've done now, and this is also in response to the major dealers, they really kind of know what their allocations are and, and what their limits are, where you have some smaller dealers that are just writing orders. It doesn't matter how many allocations. They could have five allocations, but they could have 30 orders. in. Well, that's 25 people that aren't getting cars. Yeah. So it's really in response to limiting that activity and then just being able to concentrate on the existing orders. So the key word here is within allocation is the statement. Let me read that to you real quick. Due to continued overwhelming response to the 2021 Corvette and to avoid false customer expectations, it's necessary to suspend the ability to create a sold order beginning March 26. This does not prevent you from processing existing sold orders within allocation, nor creating or processing a normal stock order. Again, this is in response to that unplanned downtime. They're just looking to tap the brakes a little bit on some of those dealers that are continuing to write orders when they don't have the allocations to do so. Usually, you'll go to your dealership, you'll place a pre-order, and then when your allocation, when your number comes up, you'll get the call and you go finalize it. So you're still able to do all that. It's just uh, you can't do a brand new sold order for the 2021s. Got it. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. And I'm glad we kind of clarified and cleared things up on that. There's a lot of moving parts there. Yes. And of course, you know, we hear no more sold orders and people start freaking out. But again, it's just in response to the marketplace and the production schedules and what can be handled there. I think it's probably a real good move on their part. I think forecasting wise, they might be looking out and saying, are we going to have some additional downtimes? You know, we really need to be careful. So let's just stop this right now and we'll regroup for the 2022s. That's the other news in this story was that dealers would be able to submit orders for the 2022 model year Corvettes in early July. So that leads us to believe that the 2022 model changeover probably August. So we're keeping an eye on that real close. Very cool. Also, the National Corvette Museum, for anybody that's doing a museum delivery, this is a great news here because the National Corvette Museum is upping their deliveries to 55 per week. Yeah, this is big news. They've been doing 45 per week through January or so. And what's happening is there's been a little bit of a backlog of deliveries that need to be made. We're hearing that the deliveries are taking place about an average of two weeks after the car has been produced. If you've seen any of these deliveries, if you participated in them, you know that your person there that does the walkthrough of the car and all the controls and everything, 
they're with you for several hours. So to be able to get that personalized time is one of the big draws for the RAC museum deliveries. So the fact that they're able to do a few more per week cuts down on that backlog, but also these people are getting a fabulous experience and a nice personalized review of their car before they drive off. They might have to hire some more people to help with those museum deliveries if they're upping it to 55 a week. So that's 10 more per week, which equals two per day extra. It's a big deal up there. And again, it's one of the main draws for ordering a car and having it delivered. You know, it'd really be nice that we get those buyer tours back where you can then do factory tours and things like that. But I still think we're a little ways out for that. Probably after the pandemic is really pretty much over, we'll get back to going through the Bowling Green assembly plant. Right. Yep. Also, Corvette was the fastest selling car in February 2021, which is great news, but kind of for us, it's obvious news, right? Yeah, it's a, you know, it's a little bit obvious. This is the second month in a row that we've seen Corvette lead new car sales. The time to sales fallen just a little bit. It was 10 days, I believe, in January and then 13 days in February. But it's still a hot car. People want it. We know that people will go to the dealership as soon as they hear the truck has arrived to watch it come off. And then obviously it takes a couple days to PDI the car and get it prepped. There's your delays there. That's how you're getting to 13 days probably. It's fun to see our car at the top. And the other news, the same study also looks at used cars. And the Chevrolet Corvette is fifth on the list with an average sale of around 29 days. So about a month to sell a used Corvette. Again, that bodes well for the marketplace. Absolutely right. And the average transaction price, Keith, was $86,185 for a 2021 C8. Yeah, this is amazing. Again, this is the strength of the car. People are loading them up. They're getting the options they want. We know the 2020 cars, it was the 3LT, was the top package there, like 45% of production, I believe. So people are loading up these cars. They made some great options. Obviously, that does boost the price. We don't see many 1LTs going out the door for $59,995. Right. The other thing did is I took the math. So if an average car is selling for $86,000 and they're making 182 of them per day, that's $15.6 million a day what those average cars work out to be. So pretty incredible. When you think of the Corvette's place in the market, to be able to put out that kind of output, you're just selling cars and you have the long list of people wanting it. GM's got to be happy with their decision to go to the mid-engine. Absolutely right. It's a good time to be a Corvette enthusiast, owner, and a dealership. <laughs> exactly. Yes, it is. Also, we got new pricing for 2022 for Corvette in Australia and New Zealand. Yeah, these cars are coming. They're going to get 2022s probably in the fourth quarter of this year. In Australia, they're going to be offering five different versions. They're going to be doing the 2LT and 3LT coupes and convertibles. So there's four cars. And then they've got a special edition coming calling the Carbon Edition Corvette. Ooh. They don't have a lot of news on that. They explain that it'll have like a hand-picked interior trim package with premium wheels, unique brake calipers, and exclusive interior build plate. So not a lot of customizations, but it does sound interesting. I, I'm kind of thinking back to the C7's Carbon Edition, the, the 65 Carbon that they put out as an anniversary edition there. Wondering if it might be something along those lines. The prices aren't cheap for Australia. The 2LT Coupe starts at at 144990 it goes all the way up to uh, 175 for the 3LT convertible. Wow. In New Zealand, they're getting three cars, either the 2LT coupe or the 3LT coupe, and then the 3LT convertible. Their prices start at 154000 and their top price is 184000 So, yeah, the, the great news, so, you know, they're getting a right-hand drive Corvette directly from the factory but they do pay for it down there. So we are glad to have them though. And it'll be interesting to see exactly how many cars are taken in the fourth quarter by customers in New Zealand and Australia. Absolutely right. Well, here comes our rural car, buddy. It's the tip of the iceberg. That's for sure. Right. 
Also, GM has announced a TSB over faulty wheel castings. Why don't you explain exactly what we're talking about? Okay, we just covered the good news aspect of Corvette <laughs> news, and now we're getting into a, a little bit of a downer story. Right. So last week, General Motors came out with a new technical service bulletin that talked about visible porosity in wheels. What they found is this this covers 2020s and 2021s. There are like 13,000 cars that are on this list of VINs. And so if they think that you have one of these cars that might be affected when you go in for an oil change or whatever, they're directed to check the wheels. They'll take off the wheels and they look at the back of the barrel of the wheel and where the spokes are. And they're looking for like minuscule holes or cracks or where it's not smooth. The TechLink article has a bunch of photos that shows these little holes and pin dots. It's just not good. And we're coming off a situation where C7 owners, particularly Grand Sport and Z06 owners, are dealing with these cracked wheels. And General Motors has never owned up for that. And so there's a whole lot of questions about what's going to go on here. The good news is these are under warranty. They said they are taking the place of them. They believe that of that 13,000 cars, that only 10% of those vehicles are impacted. So it may not be a huge number. No one wants to see wheel problems on the C8 right now. Absolutely right. And finally, in our news section, Keith, the C8 Corvette and the National Corvette Museum, along with Mobile One, will have a livery that will promote partnership year-round, which is really, really a great-looking car. Yeah, this uh, convertible made its debut down at Sebring and served as like the lead car for the parade laps that the owners do. Then it'll go off and do some other events. I bet we'll see it at additional races. It does have the Mobile One logo on the back quarter and then the big Corvette Museum logo there on the doors. So it's a pretty cool looking hardtop convertible and I'm sure it's going to be at the Bash later this month and people will be able to check it out there. Mobile One has been the partner of Corvette Racing from the beginning. And for Corvette owners, we've been receiving Mobile One in our cars at the factory since the 93 or 94. It's a longstanding partnership, and it's always fun, I think, for these guys when they get to do stuff like this in conjunction with the museum, and it puts them out to the enthusiast community. It's fun to see. It absolutely is. It's a great-looking car, and I'm looking forward to seeing it at the birthday bash. Buddy, let's take our first break, and when we come back, we'll talk about Corvette racing and Corvette rumors on Corvette Today. American Hydrocarbon, your one-stop shop for custom interior, exterior, and engine bay items for your C4 through C8 Corvette. We can help you create a custom look for your Corvette with carbon fiber or 10 different color patterns and styles. We've served customers in over 28 countries all around the world. Whether it's a custom-made engine cover for your new C8 mid-engine Corvette or custom-made C4 interior upgrades, American Hydrocarbon can help you transform your Corvette into a best-in-class show car. Our products have been featured in VET and Corvette magazines, so give us a call. 813-476-5638. That's 813-476-5638. Visit our website at AmericanHydrocarbon.com or email us at pat at AmericanHydrocarbon.com. Let us help you make your Corvette the car you've always wanted it to be. American Hydrocarbon. Yogi Berra once said, if you don't know where you're going, you'll probably end up there. At True Wealth & Company, we take that to heart. See, at True Wealth & Company, we believe your retirement lifestyle travels through two doors. Door number one, the blue door, gives you more options, financial freedom. Your money outlives you. Every happiness you wish for in life is through the blue door. Door number two, the red door, is where you outlive your money. You rely on family, friends, or even the state to take care of you. 
At True Wealth and Company, we're not just financial planners. The best way to walk through the blue door is to have a written plan. Make a work optional lifestyle a reality with our proprietary True Life Map formula. Look towards your future with anticipation, not apprehension. Having a rock-solid fiduciary partner like True Wealth and Company is essential to effective financial planning. There's no winging it. There's nothing left to chance. Look, we don't want you to become another Yogi Berraism. Give us a call today at 913-653-TRUE. Visit us online at retirewithtrue.com. Start your financial independence and work-optional lifestyle today. 913-653-8783. Visit us online at retirewithtrue.com. Investment advice offered through True Wealth and Company, LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of Kansas. This is the Corvette Today podcast with Steve Garrett. Hey, thanks for listening to Corvette Today, the podcast that talks about everything Corvette. With me today is Keith Cornett from CorvetteBlogger.com. Keith is here twice per month, every other week, to make sure you're up to date on everything that's going on in the world of Corvette. In segment number two, we're going to talk about Corvette racing and also rumors about Corvette. Keith, I'm excited to talk about Corvette racing because Doug Feehan, the former program manager for Corvette racing, has left, but now he's got a new job as ambassador for Corvette racing. Isn't that right? This is what we're hearing. And, you know, this news came out on April 2nd. I actually had to go back and check a couple sources just to confirm that this wasn't an April Fool's joke that got carried over because that would be pretty sick if it was because Doug Feehan is well loved by the Corvette racing community. He's the face of the program that we've known. And when he was dismissed in December with Laura Klosser taking his position, Many of us were shocked and a little bit of outrage. Yes. It's just hard to imagine going to a Corvette race and not hearing from Doug Feehan. So they had Sebring a couple weeks ago, and I'm not sure how that went in terms of what kind of the entertainment and the seminars that they put on down there. But I know that that would have been a hole in the program. So the good news is it, it sounds like Doug is back. The next race for Corvettes in the United States will be at Belle Isle in Detroit, and he's going to be there. So imagine Doug doing the seminar conversations and bringing you updates, and we'll see him probably on TV giving quotes to media. All the things that he did extremely well when he was the program manager, now he's just got other people worrying about all the racing stuff behind him, and then he can concentrate on customer engagement and so forth. It's a fantastic move by Corvette Racing. Thank you guys for making that happen. We're definitely glad to see Doug back in the fold. Absolutely right. He's such a vibrant personality and the face of Corvette Racing. It's good to see him back. We always say that no one's been a better brand ambassador than Doug Feehan. We've been to all these different events. We've been to reveals. We've been to technical seminars by General Motors. What Doug says to the customers and to the fans in these corrals is always very positive towards General Motors, not only supporting Corvette, but supporting the other four brands, Cadillac, Buick, the trucks, GMC, and of course, Chevy. He does a great job doing that. And so we're definitely glad to have him back. Absolutely right. Also, you just mentioned Belle Isle and Corvette Racing is going to be there because the IMSA schedule shifted around, didn't it? Yep. So when they rescheduled the 24 Hours of Le Mans, then they didn't need this buffer week where Belle Isle was. So they moved it back a week. I believe now it's June 11th through the 14th. And that's now the same weekend as the IndyCar race that goes on at Belle Isle as well. So now you've got IMSA and IndyCar the same weekend. So that's already exciting as itself. But then because the Corvettes don't have to be shipped off to Le Mans for another couple months, they've decided to allow the GTLM cars to compete. However, that competition for this 
race, it is a non-points race. Okay. So I don't know if it's just going to be the Corvettes and maybe that lone WeatherTech Porsche that'll be there. Or if the Porsche is not going to be there, it's just going to be the two cars racing each other. It'll be interesting. And again, because it's in the hometown and the shadow of the Renaissance Center, we'll expect a huge contingent of GM employees to be over at the race. Absolutely. That'll be a great tune-up for Le Mans. So that'll be really fun to see. Also, Corvette Racing is going to hopefully get a waiver to race the C8Rs at the IMSA GTD Pro Class next year. Isn't that right? So, yeah, the last time we talked, we had the news that there was no GT3 car in development for 2022. Right. So then where does that leave Corvette Racing? Either you race GTD Pro here in IMSA or you go over to Europe and race GTLM and the WEC. I think that IMSA kind of had a holy cow moment. What's going to happen if all these Corvette Racing fans aren't coming to our races? And they are obviously wanting to make any accommodation available for the GTLM spec cars to be able to race against GT3 cars in the new GTD Pro class. Right. That we're talking about detuning and some other balance of performance options there. Huh. It's still interesting because the GT3 cars have ABS, the GTLM cars don't. So how does that work out? But I think they're going to pull out all the stops to at least keep Corvette racing in IMSA for 2022. And then whatever happens with the GT3 program, that's what happens. Okay. That makes sense. I'm glad to see that we're going to hopefully get that waiver because it would be kind of weird not being able to do that stuff. Yes, it would. Also, in the rumors category, we saw some C8 mules with center-mounted exhausts, and we're thinking that this might be the C8 ZR1. There's been a lot of speculation about these cars. We've seen them testing for almost a year now. Essentially, all the C8 Corvettes, obviously the Stingrays that we have, they have that exhaust that's mounted on the corners. And then we've seen some of the new prototypes that are covered that has the exhaust mounted on the corners. But then it was last June that all of a sudden we started seeing a prototypes with the center mount exhaust. And they have the two big ports in the middle, and then there's two smaller ones off to the side. We talked about the tire size in our last conversation, too, with these mules wearing the 345 on the rears. Right. And the same guy who was there and he was able to talk to a couple of the engineers as he's making observations about these cars realizes that the sound they're making definitely does sound turbocharged. From there, he draws the conclusions in this video by Brink of Speed. They go through and they look at all these other different exotics that have this quad car setup and realizes those two outside the smaller exhaust ports are probably wastegates for the turbos. You'll see examples of other cars that have the same setup. Of course, there's the sound of the car. And then the lastly, they're benchmarking this particular car against a Porsche GT2. And that's also a turbocharged car. Right. And it makes more sense if you're going to benchmark a car, you want to do apples to apples and not apples to oranges. A naturally aspirated Z06 compared to a turbo car, obviously, is going to be different. So it's an interesting theory. I would say that it's probably correct. The GM engineers need to put as many miles on these cars as possible, and especially when you have different engine setups. So I think that's really what we're looking at now. Who knows when this car will be here? Are we looking at 2024? Are we looking at 2025? But it bodes well for the future that we see this kind of development happening right in front of our eyes. I know. I can't wait to see these new variants of the C8 Corvette. This is going to be really, really cool. Also, we saw the new color. I think we saw the new color. It was called Amplify Orange. Now, that won't be the final name of the color, but we did kind of catch a glimpse of it, didn't we? Again, this is something that's been floating. This picture's been floating around the forums for a few weeks now. It looks like it's not an official picture. It looks like somebody had the paint codes and essentially whipped up their own batch. 
Oh, okay. <laughs> they made their own color. So it's a color sample of that. And then there's a color sample also of the Sebring orange. It's a picture that's taken inside at night. There's a flash on it. So the colors are really kind of muted. But the idea I think that we're starting to see is that Amplify Orange, and you're right, that won't be the official color when it comes into Corvette, but that orange I think is going to be a little bit lighter than Sebring, but it also might be a little bit less reflective. Okay. Like the Rapid Blue is obviously a bright color, but it's not like super reflective, super metallic-y. Right. So I'm thinking that this orange might be sort of like that. And I've been a big fan of like the Tangelo orange. We saw those on the Forgiato wide body C7s when they first came out. Yes. Lamborghini makes a great orange as well. So it'll be interesting, but I think it's going to be a good color. It'll be a lot of fun to see. I can't wait for it. Maybe we'll see it at the National Corvette Museum's birthday bash coming up. That's a good guess, yeah. Also, Motor Trend says that the E-Ray is going to be quicker than the Z06. I looked at that and said, really? And that's the key word, quicker, not faster. <laughs> quicker means zero to 60 times. And when you've got that E all-wheel drive kicking in, and obviously supplying its own horsepower to those front wheels, the car should do a little bit faster in that 0 to 60 time than the upcoming Z06. Okay. So now the Z06 should be faster overall, so we're expecting that to still be the case, so don't worry too much about it. But it does bode well for a little bit of bragging rights for the guy that goes for the E-Ray over the Z06. So there's a difference between quicker and faster then, correct? Yes, sir. Uh-huh. <laughs> also, Keith, are we really going to see an SUV Corvette? My gut tells me yes on this. I know the fan base is not real excited about this. We've seen other vehicle manufacturers split off a well-known brand into being able to do some sub-models around that brand. Mm -hmm. And I think Corvette's time is actually coming here. The rumor is that there's a Project R, is what it's called, and that's a four-door, four-seat, performance-oriented SUV with Corvette design characteristics involved. Again, Motor Trend says that might be a 2024 model, but some are saying 2025. Still got a few years to get used to the idea of a Corvette SUV. It's going to take a little time for me, but you know what? The only constant is change. So if we get an SUV Corvette, that's okay. Well, you got to drive something in the rain, right? Well, that's true. Most of us don't get our cars out in the rain. Obviously not the snow either. So maybe this Corvette, you could have a full Corvette garage. Yeah. An SUV and a regular C8, C7, whatever. Well, my friend Dave Salvatore from Kerbeck tells me that when you know people are coming to pick up their new Corvettes, nine out of 10 times they're getting out of an SUV or a crossover. Oh. So why not offer that as well? I like the idea of expanding the brand. People don't like, they say it's going to water down the Corvette name. I want more Corvettes out there. I want more people driving Corvettes, even if it's not the traditional sports car that we think. If I get a monster SUV or a crossover with very Corvette-like characteristics and personality, that's going to be a fun car to drive, and you could take along three of your friends. Absolutely right. And if Lamborghini and Porsche can do it, darn it, we can do it too. Exactly. Not only that, we can do it better and cheaper. Absolutely right. Well, Keith, let's take our final break, and in the third segment of Corvette Today, we're going to talk about the lighter side of Corvette. You're listening to Corvette Today. VetFinders.com is the Internet's original Corvette classified ads website, with classified ads starting at just 25 and every ad runs until your Corvette is sold. If you're in the market for a Corvette, VetFinders.com has over 500 Corvettes for sale from all around the USA and Canada and covering all eight generations. Visit VetFinders.com, the Internet's destination for buying and selling Corvettes. That's V-E-T-T-E Finders.com. KC Trends Motorsports has been the Midwest's largest custom wheel superstore for over 25 years. 
They specialize in C8 wheel fitments from the top brands in the industry like HRE, Vossen, ADV1, Avant-Garde, and more. They ship daily from their Kansas City location to all upper 48 states with the best pricing and inventory in the country. Need tires? KC Trends Motorsports has you covered. They have tires in stock from Michelin and Pirelli. Plus, they can help you with a customized wheel and tire combo for your Corvette to truly make it one of a kind. And if you need wheel ideas, no problem. Simply go online to kctrends.com for their car and wheel visualizer. See the wheels on your Corvette before you purchase. Also, there's dozens of wheels and tire combo pictures to look through online to spur your imagination. And their expert staff is there to help you with wheel and tire sizing and offsets for your C6, C7, and C8 Corvette. Visit them online at kctrends.com. See them on Facebook and Instagram. Make any Corvette a one-of-a-kind with KC Trends Motorsports. Call them toll-free, 877-962-5200. KC Trends Motorsports. And now, back to Corvette Today with your host and my husband, Steve Garrett. Hey, thanks for listening to Corvette Today. I'm your host, Steve Garrett. With me every other week is Keith Cornett from CorvetteBlogger.com. Twice per month, we keep you up to date on what's going on in the world of Corvette. In this final segment, we're going to talk about the lighter side of Corvette. Also, in Corvette Today podcast number 10, I interviewed Reeves Calloway from Calloway Cars. And Reeves says that top speed records are just a waste of time. What's he talking about, Keith? You know, this is interesting coming from Reeves, who largely built the Callaway brand on these speed records. Yes. The most famous being the Sledgehammer, which reached 254 miles in a test 33 years ago. Yes. So today he's saying it's largely a waste of time, but yet we still see these exotic cars like Bugattis. There's this new one out there that did like 330, I think. But for the guys that can go 300 miles an hour, speed records are still important for cars that aren't quite that fast. I don't think that there's much of a reason to do them. Reeves says the biggest thing is not so much doing the records is it's finding a place to do them. When he did his at the automotive loop there in Ohio, he's now saying there's just not enough straightaway for those speeds. And obviously you don't want to go into curves at 300 miles an hour plus. It's an interesting conversation. I think that he's probably right, but we do like the fact that our cars go fast. And even though we might never reach 214 miles an hour in a Corvette ZR1, it's nice to know that the car will do that. Those that can will set speed records and those that can't will just say they're largely a waste of time. Yeah. And you know what? Americans are drunk with horsepower. Horsepower is everything in America. And brands like Lamborghini are saying the same thing. They're not focusing on raw horsepower. They're focusing on performance. So maybe this is where Reeves is coming from. Yeah. And again, we don't have a new car from them yet. Hopefully that will change soon at some point. It's largely a fact, I think, of, like you said, they like to tout the upper horsepower numbers, but most people aren't going to be able to go 200 miles an hour, let alone 300 miles an hour. Darn it. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of world is this? Yeah, that's We right. can't go 300 miles an hour. Come on. We need 300 miles an hour. <laughs> if Koenigsegg can do it, can't we do it with Corvette? And Reeves does say the place to do that is like Bonneville or some of these other places where you just have miles and miles of space in front of you. So we'll see what happens when he gets gets a new car out there and maybe that most things will change. A lot of it comes down to aerodynamics, Keith. And there was an interesting article about which generation of Corvette was the most aerodynamic. Tell everybody which one it was. 
according to a YouTuber who went through all the public numbers, and what he did was, as he was getting into this, he just said, you know what, I'm going to rely on the very first year of each generation and see if I can find that number. And in his research, he came out with that the C5 is actually the slipperiest car, whereas the newest car, the C8, actually is, I believe, fourth on the list. There's different dynamics, obviously, involved, and I'm certainly not up on all my fluid computational dynamics of figuring out coefficients and drag and all that stuff. But it is an interesting piece. We do know that from the C4 to the C5 to the C6, that shape really lent itself well to being able to cut through the air. But he does say the C5 is the slipperiest. Very cool. Also, John Greenwood's Spirit of Le Mans is going to be on display at the Motorsports Hall of Fame, which is very, very cool. Yeah, this is in Daytona Beach, the Motorsports Hall of Spain. People can see the Spirit of Le Mans 76. These cars were really famous back in the day. The really wide-body C3s. At that time, we had the American Bicentennial was going on. There was a lot of patriotic fever for the country. Despite the times that we were in with high interest rates, the LeMays following the Vietnam War. But it was really a good time to present a car that was all American. And that's what these Spirit of Le Mans cars did. He also had a Spirit of Sebring car. And it had the red, white, and blue livery on it. John Greenwood, just such a legend for Corvette racing over the years. It's nice to see his cars are still out with us and getting recognition that they deserve. Definitely. Also, Briggs Cunningham's 1960 Le Mans race car is headed to the Amelia Island auction. This is really interesting because they thought that car was just gone, didn't they? Yeah, so Briggs Cunningham goes over to Le Mans. He takes three 1960 Corvettes with him. They're all modified for racing. Two of them wreck. One of them wins its class, the number three car. This is the number one car. And after the race, they're shipped back to the United States. They're converted back to stock form, mostly stock form. They still had some characteristics that they were race cars. But for the person that might not know that, they might have just glossed over it and said, oh, it's just part of being a Corvette. But these cars were lost. They were just sold as used cars. Years and years and years later, the number two car was found. That was put into Bruce Myers collection out in California. And then Chip Miller and Kevin McKay located the third car, the Le Mans winning car. So that one's been restored, but that number one car was gone. It was missing. They found it back in 2015, I believe, in a St. Petersburg warehouse. They did a VIN check. It came back as being one of those cars. And so it's just been a really weird story, though, because of all the twists and turns of people jumping in and saying that it was their car and they had a right to it. This car has spent more time in courtrooms with judges deciding who's owning it and who's got to sell it. But now it looks like it's going to be for sale at the Amelia Island auction in May. And then the person that buys that car will own it free and clear of all its previous legal difficulties. So hopefully somebody will buy it and then we'll be able to see it get restored back to its Le Mans livery condition. Very nice. And as a matter of fact, if you want to hear the story of the number three 1960 Corvette that won its class at Le Mans, listen to Corvette Today podcast number 28. Lance Miller, the owner of Corvettes of Carlisle, which is Chip Miller's son, tells you that story on that podcast. It's a great, great story. It really is. It's just such a piece of history. And for people that really enjoy the sleuthing that goes on to find these cars and to bring them back, Lance, of course, you know, after his car was built and stuff, he actually took his car back over to Le Mans for that 50th anniversary. Exactly. So again, a way to recap a very special car there. It's also detailed in the documentary, The Quest by Michael Brown. So hopefully you've seen that. Absolutely. And also you can get some of the backstory on Corvette Today podcast podcast number 14 that's with legendary corvette hunter and restorer kevin mckay 
he also talks about that story with him and Lance and getting that car back to Le Mans for its anniversary as well. It's a great story. These cars are such a pivotal part of history. So hopefully all this legal wrangling is all behind this car and we can actually see it get completed and then shown and enjoyed. Also, the first retail hardtop convertible raised $400,000 for charity. Wow. Yeah, this went under the block at Barrett-Jackson at Scottsdale. Obviously, it was a black car. This is a car that was built in August of 2020, and the coupes and convertibles don't have separate VINs. So this was like a 7,000 range VIN, and it bid it up to $400,000. Not quite sure who bought the car. We do know that 100% of the proceeds are going to the United Way for Southeastern Michigan. They had a rep from the United Way up there, and they said one of the things that they're going to do with the money is they look at people that are working in the Detroit area and might need some sort of assistance. You know, you get a new job, but then all of a sudden you don't have reliable transportation. You end up losing that job. So keeping a car into running condition is important. And so they're going to be helping out people doing those kinds of projects and funding for those kinds of grants. So pretty cool that the sale of a car is going to help people be able to use their cars to get jobs. Very nice. It's good to see it goes to a charity like that that really helps out. Exactly. And finally, Keith, comedian Kevin Hart bought a Mint C1 Corvette for $825,000. Obviously, money is no object to Kevin Hart. Well, and we say mint, it's mint green. <laughs> this is a resto mod that is just beautifully done. These cars, they're not regular cars. They become the version of what an artist thinks the car should be. And they're constructed with the best components and they're designed in a way to really, you know, you want that car. And obviously when Kevin Hart saw that car, he's like, I have to have it. The out the door price was $825,000, $825, spent on a resto mod, which I think is the highest price I've ever seen on such a car that wasn't like a Tribute or a L88. This is just a 1959 resto mod he paid big bucks for. It. Well, I hope he comes by the house and picks me up because I'd really like to see this car. Well, we might be able to see it. He was in town with a group of guys, and there's photos of him at the auction with this group. And they call themselves the Plastic Cup Boys. And the boys is B-O-Y-Z. It turns out that the Plastic Cup Boys will have a show on Motor Trend where they talk about collecting cars, so buying and selling. And something tells me that this buy by Kevin Hart is going to be one of those featured on the show. Very nice. I'm glad that we talked about that. Then I'm looking forward to it. I love Motor Trend and all the shows and the episodes that they've got on there. So I'm looking forward to looking for that show. Yep. We talked about Sylvester Stallone buying the C8 convertible a couple weeks back. We are always a little bit starstruck when they buy the same cars that we love so uh, again here's another corvette owner hope that he really does enjoy his new car absolutely keith thanks for being here on corvette today we will talk to you in two weeks and as a matter of fact when we do our next news and headlines podcast that'll be the beginning of year number two for corvette today well that's fantastic news steve keep up the great work we get comments all the time about our appearances here i look forward to them every two weeks absolutely me too buddy we will talk to you in two weeks Talk to you soon. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Corvette Today, and thanks to our sponsors, CTR America, who makes chassis components for the C6, C7, and C8 Corvette. Visit their aftermarket items online at aftermarket.ctr.co.kr. Also, American Hydrocarbon at AmericanHydrocarbon.com and KC Trends Motorsports at KCTrends.com. And don't forget E-Tech Custom Coatings at etekcustomcoatings.com or call 913-745-3732. You've been listening to Corvette Today with Steve Garrett. If you'd like to contact Steve with any thoughts on the podcast or ideas for guests on Corvette Today, 
you can email him at stevegarrettdj at gmail.com. That's stevegarrettdj at gmail.com. Garrett has two R's and two T's. Or connect with Steve on social media on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram using at stevegarrettdj. Thanks again for listening to Corvette Today.